no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we break down the players to watch in training camp and much more. Hey, Dub, what's the good word, fam? Hey, man, everything is all good over here, Perez. How about you? Well, shit, I just talked to you yesterday. We recorded the Chicago State of Mind, so I would tell you, uh, work today kicked my ass, but I'm happy to be recording again with you, brother. You, you, you doing good over there? Yes, I am, man. Yeah, work got to me as well. But you know what? Another day, another dollar. That's right. More dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, shit, let's get into it, man. So we got a lot to unpack on the episode today. First thing I want to talk to you about, and this is uh, some little shade that I think that Tom Brady threw at our boy Mitch and also the Bears organization. So apparently Tom Brady, he sat down with the shop. That's a LeBron James uh, show that they do on, I think it's on HBO. He was talking through his experience with free agency, and he said that he was surprised that one of the teams that wasn't interested in him, and he said to himself, you're going to stick with that motherfucker? Tom Brady, man, he's always a soundbite. <laughs> hey, man. hey, look, if he's talking about the Bears, man, hey, look, those words describe how our quarterback was playing. So I get where he's coming from there because um, at one point, Mitch was not looking too good, right? I get if you talk about between those two, who you want to have, Tom Brady or Mitch. Hey, of course we're going to pick Tom Brady as fans, right? We know Tom Brady's history. So we call him that name, man. It's, it's, it's funny as heck, but you know what? It's real. And I thought that Tom Brady, that coming out of his mouth, was as authentic as it could possibly be. Yeah, I mean, okay, let's 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 pull back the layers real quick, A-Dub. So let's, let's talk about the teams that were going in on the Tom Brady talks. You had the Saints. You knew that Drew Brees was coming back. So at that point in time, you could scratch the Saints off that list. Then you have the Chargers, right? So then the Chargers, they drafted Herbert, and then they had Tyrod Taylor. So you can scratch them off the list. Then you had the 49ers. They had Jimmy G, eh, maybe. And then you had the Bucs and the Bears. So the Bucs ended up signing them. The Bears weren't interested, apparently. Apparently. Right. (laughs) So he could have only been talking about the Niners or the Bears. Either way, he was right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know the history between him and Jimmy, right? What it was with uh-huh. them over there, right? With New England, right? Who they going to keep, you know? Is it me or him? And Jimmy ended up getting shipped out, right? You know, going with the 49ers. So it's like, hey, you talking about Jimmy or you talking about Mitch? But right now, it really seems like it's probably, if I had to guess, I had to put my money on there and bet. I'd probably say he was talking about Mitch. <laughs> I, th- I think so, too. If, if I were a better man. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so a lot of fans thought that, too, last offseason, A-Dub, when we were around thinking, okay, what are we going to do a quarterback? And then we traded for uh, Nick Foles. And a lot of us were like, nah, that's not the move we were looking for. <laughs> you know? so, right. So, so, Tom, we was right there with you, brother. We was right there with you. <laughs> exactly, man. But I will say this, friends. If we had to get Tom Brady had a chance to get him and we allowed him to escape, Man, that just sucks on our part, man. You know, it just really makes it look really bad. I'm glad that information didn't come out earlier this year because um, when things was going south for us, Perez, at one point, back in March, <laughs> it had been really sad, man, had that came out then. No, yeah, I, I could totally see that. But the one thing I would say with a guy like Brady, you see how he changed that culture in Tampa Bay. They went on to win that title, and they look like a preseason favorite to, to repeat. So. That's the one thing about your boy TB12. He always takes those teams to that next level. Yes, he does. And he still has something left in the tank. 
Yes, he did. But yeah, man, I thought that that was pretty interesting. Something else that I found interesting, A-Dub, was Greg Olson. He went on a podcast this week, and he talked about the fact that he thought that he was going to be signing with the Bears last offseason before we opted to sign uh, Jimmy Graham. I saw that press, and I'm with him on that part, Olson. I feel this point because you know what? He actually um, played for the Bears in the past, right? And to have that dialogue with Nagy and talking to Ryan Pace, <laughs> it make you think like it coming back, right? <laughs> but it was like, eh, nah, nah, we're not getting you, man. We're going to go a different direction. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Olsen probably was a little salty because he probably felt like, what was the point of those phone calls? Why, why were you all talking to me about what my preference was? What type of plays do I like to run? Like, they were asking him all those questions. Like, you know, say, for instance, if you're in sales uh, and for our listeners, I'm in sales. There's certain things that you'll hear someone saying to you. You're like, Oh, these are buying questions. These are buying signals. So Greg Olson's probably listening to this call and like, oh man, they about to sign me. <laughs> right, right. They asked me all these questions about what plays I ran, what style I'm played in, and really, you know, gassing them up, right? If you want to yep. call it, for lack of a better word. So yeah, I can understand where he's at. Like, yeah, these guys, I thought they really want to get me. I thought they want to bring me back onto the team and, and move things forward. So, I mean, I, I'm not mad at them for thinking that way for us, but I do feel this pain that, oh, they went into a different direction after that. On the podcast, he said, when he hung up that phone call, A-Dub, he said to his wife, he said, I think uh, they like me and they're about to sign me. And he was like, how cool it'd be to come back and, and finish where I started my career. And nope, <laughs> it did not happen that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. We decided Jimmy Graham, man. It just shocked me how he, how he actually reacted to that. He was like, when they signed Jimmy, I was like, those guys, they used me. <laughs> they took me on this really cheap date picked my brain for everything I knew, and then just gave me an Uber and sent me on my way. Yep. I started dying like when he said that. That was, the line, that was the line of that whole podcast. But you know what? They kind of gave him some bullshit reason. They said that um, they didn't have enough money. So he went on to sign with Seattle, and then what happened, right. A-Dub? We went and paid Jimmy Graham the contract that we gave him. I think, what was it, $16 million, two years or something like that? Yeah, for Jimmy Graham, absolutely, yep. So I'm sure Greg Olson's looking at that like, didn't have enough money. What? <laughs> <laughs> they did give a bad excuse, though, friends. I will say that, man. I understand why we signed Jimmy Graham. I totally get it. He still got something left in the tank, you know, that looks like. Yeah, I totally get the signing. But the, the excuse they gave Greg Olson, man, that was a tough one. <laughs> I mean, we won that deal by having um, Jimmy Graham because he did produce for us on the red zone. But, man, I feel bad for Greg Olson on that note. And I'm telling you, I've always loved Greg Olson. I was pissed when they traded him back in the day. So I'd have been actually cool if they were to re-sign him. But you really talked me into the Jimmy Graham signing. I mean, anybody that listened to the early episodes of this podcast, I went on that signing. You guys all heard it. And I just <laughs> wasn't sold on Jimmy Graham because of the contract. I thought right. that there were better options out there. But to Ado's point, Jimmy Graham was solid for us. And I think he's going to be really important this season with helping Cole commit, develop, and get to that next level. So I'm okay with it. I'm slowly starting to, you know, feel a little better about the move. But I'm telling you, at the time last year, I would have preferred Olsen over Graham. But, you know, Jimmy Graham, he produced in the red zone, A-dub, and he showed himself to be a formidable target for us. Right now, there are no regrets at this point. We had to choose between him and Greg Olsen. Right now, I think we got a good turn of investment from the standpoint, from a touchdown standpoint, and the fact that Jimmy was producing. So became a good mentor to Cole Komet as well. So we'll take that. I'm still on the fence about why he wasn't cut versus some of the other decisions that were made, but I'll digress and we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I totally get it, Prince. Dude, Marquise Goodwin, bro. How much of an athletic freak is this guy? Now he's getting ready to try out for the long jump in the Olympic trials this weekend, A-Dub? This guy is an athlete, man. And to be able to do that, Perez, to do that, I mean, he did it before, back in 2012, right? He was on the U.S. Olympic team back then. But the fact that he's doing it again, man, it just shows you about his talent, his skill, and also his training ability, right? Because it takes a lot to do that, man. You just can't just wake up tomorrow and say you're going to try out for the Olympics. you got to really be prepared and ready for that. T.K. Metcalf showed us that. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. You remember when he tried to compete in the 100-meter dash? Yeah. Yep. It's not easy. No, no. And that's why you have to give these guys in these other sports their credit, man, because a lot of times guys will be like, oh, I could play another sport. I played that sport in high school. It don't work that way. It's specific training and things that go into that. So the fact when you see a guy like Goodwin, who's a professional football player, who basically is showing you now he can go do track and be competitive at it. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he qualified, bro. 
Man, it won't surprise me at all either, Prez. And the thing is, I'm excited to see a guy even willing to do that and go down this process because it just shows, like you say, it, shows, it tells a lot about him, man, and what he's able to do. And again, you talk about his talent, his skill, and all that stuff, man. And you're right, Prez. You got to put the work in for that, man. You can't wake up and thinking that it's going to go your way. You got to put that work in. You got to put that time in. He seems like he's one of those guys who's committed to it, right? So that's what you like about him. He's committed. You got to have a different mentality to do what he's attempting to do. So that must makes it even more um, exciting to have him on his football team because that's an edge that he's going to bring to that wide receiver room. And I'm hoping that some of that will trickle down to Anthony Miller and some of these other guys, Javon and, and, and Riley and some of these guys, like these younger guys, man, when you can see a veteran like that that has that type of mindset and that mentality to be great because – you got to think about what he has to do to keep his body in shape, not only for football, but for now him trying to compete in the long jump because those are different muscles that he's going to be using in that event. Yeah. Oh, very good point there, Perez. You talk about the body now, man. That temple. Yeah, man, you got to really get that body trained up for something like that, man. You're right, working on different parts of your body to make sure it is prepared and ready for that long jump. I mean, think about it. That's some kind of athleticism, Perez, to be to jump that long, right? You yep. guys are talking about, you know, a quick little jump in the air. You're talking about flying in a way, you know, for a split second or two. Like we talk about Air Jordan. Can you fly with the dunk contest? Come fly with me, man. You're talking about <laughs> doing something like that. <laughs> no, that's a fair point. Now, for our audience, you guys are probably wondering, well, what happens if Goodwin qualifies for the U.S. track team? The Olympics are going to go from July 30th to August 8th. The long jump final, A-Dub, is on August 2nd. Bears training camp starts July 27th. So, if he does make the team and if he makes it to that final, he is going to miss a little bit of a portion of the training camp. So I'm sure that's something obviously that him and Nagy and the team have talked about in advance. But Nagy seemed to be on board with the decision that, that Goodwin made here. Yeah, Perez, you know what? That's I'm happy for Nagy to be on board with it because you know what? I'm on board with it as well, Perez. I think for him, I think he's going to come back ready. But getting back in football mindset, I think he's a guy who can do it. Yep. I just, just hope that he doesn't get hurt or anything like that. But outside of that, man, I'm proud of him. I hope he makes the team. And it'll be awesome to see one of our Chicago Bears out there competing for our, our United States. Absolutely, Perez. I'm with you there, brother. Well, speaking of competition and competing, your boy Money Moon and A-Rob were training together down in Florida. And that was something that you and I talked about leading into the offseason. We wondered if those two would link up and train together. So I'm sure you saw those videos that made their way around Twitter when you saw uh, Money Moon and A-Rob out there working on their routes and their breaks and their footwork. And I'm going to tell you this, A-Dub, A-Rob, man, his body control on his routes is incredible. And the fact that Darnell Mooney was out there working with him and just taking a little bit of notes on just subtle things that he could be doing with his route running, it was incredible to see that. I want to get your thoughts on that. And I'm also wondering why we didn't see Anthony Miller down there with them. Just wondering. <laughs> but I'm going to focus on these two dudes here, man. A-Rock and Money Moon. Prez, I love what I was seeing with those guys. You right, man. That footwork, man. Those ability to run those routes like that. Man, that is exciting to see, man. I mean, it takes a lot to do things like that. Man. You got to be looking at being a wide receiver for a long time, man. Or doing those things for a long time to be able to do it that crispy, right? And I'll yep. tell you, man, it looks so clean seeing A-Rock do it. And then Money Moon follow up and do something similar or a little different, right? It's like, wow, these guys are committed to their craft, man. And that's what you want to see with guys, especially young guys, Rez, working with vets and trying to get better, right? And that's what you like to see. And the fact that people talk about A-Rob, what he's been up to in the offseason, things like this make you appreciate A-Rob a whole lot more, man. The seeing what he's doing with a young guy like Money Moon who wants to get better, who's working hard to get to that point. So, I love it, Prez. I was excited, man. I watched that video like maybe about six or seven times. Now, we'll be watching it again. You talked about A-Rob and his preparation. And that's why I wasn't concerned with A-Rob not showing up for some of those voluntary workouts. I wasn't worried about that because I know, and you know this, he was going to come prepared and ready. And you see now, we're six weeks away from training camp, and he's immediately going back to work down there in Florida. That says a right. lot about his attention to detail and those details of the game that he's trying to fine-tune heading into training camp. Absolutely. He brought a, a young guy with him as well who's going to do the same thing, who has that same hunger, man. That's what we like to see, man. I, I mean, I was proud when I saw um, Kobe Bryant and Kawhi Leonard working out together, Perez. You know, Kawhi picking up some things from Kobe. It's just good to see, you know, um, a guy like Money Moon picking up things from A-Rob, you know? Because, like, man, you know, that leadership standpoint from A-Rob just really just stands out, man. And I'm just proud of that guy. And again, I'm proud of Money Moon as well. 
Right. And that's why it brings me back to the point that I made a second ago is why wouldn't Anthony Miller be down there? I mean, <laughs> this is a, this is a make or break season for him. Not even just thinking about Chicago, but he's playing for his next contract. And I talked about a lot on this podcast that Anthony Miller has talent. He has that potential. That's not the issue with him. Sometimes with him, it's just the attention to detail stuff. Uh, maybe not knowing the plays, just little subtle things like that. But I would have loved just to see him out there with those two. I mean, I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but I just have to call that out because when you got a guy like Allen Robinson, you can only learn from a guy like that. I know if it were right. me and I was playing for my next contract, I would have had my ass in Florida. Right. I agree with you, Press. That makes absolutely no sense for why, why he's not there. I hope he's training with somebody, right? I will hope, Press. But you're right. He had opportunity to go out there with Money Moon and A-Rob and do the same, right, and learn a couple of things. But we're lucky to take advantage of that. But I also wonder as well, Perez, is does A-Rob see a little bit of himself in Money Moon? Does oh, he see that? No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. He's probably taking that kid under his wing because he, yep. he saw how serious that kid took that opportunity last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you wonder, like you said, with Miller, what is he doing, right? What is he doing? I would love to know more about what he's doing because it's showing these guys are still working. A-Rod, Money Moon, they're working. I wonder what Miller is doing at this point because he talked about the fact that he's going to come back better and all those different things, right, Perez? He was giving us a whole lot of you know talk. Uh-huh. I'm looking to assume they walk the walk. That's it. And that's the thing, you know, and so maybe he is somewhere getting his work in. I'm sure he'll come to camp ready to go. But I'm thinking from a standpoint of camaraderie, just from a standpoint of just picking up some minor details from A-Rob and just being able to chop it up with those guys. I think that that, for me, was what I would have liked to have seen. But whatever happens with Anthony Miller, hey, this is his career. We'll see what he does with training camp in those preseason games. Kick off uh, A-Dub. Absolutely, man. I just hope that when it does kick off, I hope he's ready. That's what it comes down to, Prez. Yep. But one guy that we're not worried about being ready is uh, your boy Darnell Mooney. Because I'm telling you, A-Dub, that kid's stars on the rise. And I think it's going to be a breakout season for him this year. And you got to think about this. Last year, he put up pretty solid numbers with inaccurate, mediocre quarterback play. We're going to yep. have better quarterback play on this team. We talked about it a lot this offseason, whether it's Dalton or Fields. Mooney is going to get the ball in places where he's going to be able to cook out there. I believe so too, Perez. And the thing that's, that you and I are looking at as well is that this kid putting the work in, Perez, and he's learned from one of the best, right? A-Rob was one of the best wide receivers out there. He's learning from a real true vet who has done it, man, and who's going on a big stage. So it's like, yeah, you, you, you're you around the right person, man, to continue to grow and learn as a wide receiver. So I like this fact. I love this hard work you're putting into it, man. And I'm just going to enjoy this. Absolutely, man. So... Definitely very excited to see what happens with that wide receiver group. We talked about them a lot in the offseason, A-Dub. So, hey, man, at this point in time, we got training camp on the horizon, and we'll see what happens. One of the things, though, we saw this week, and this is a a follow-up to our conversation last week about the Bears' potential interest in moving out to Arlington Heights. The Bears and Ted Phillips announced this week that the Bears are doing a partnership with Rivers Casino, A-Dub. Talk to them. All I can say, Perez, I thought that was awesome. You know, it's a good partnership. It looks like Churchill Downs is one of the owners, you know, part owners of our uh, Rivers Casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looking mm-hmm. to build that case up right there, Perez, you know what I'm getting to. I'll let you speak more on that part of it. But man, the fact that we're doing this here, this business um, transaction here for legal gambling, I thought it was awesome, man. You know, and to see us making some big moves there for the Bears. So I'm not against it, Perez. I actually love it. I'm starting to see more smoke. In the sky. (laughs) You know, when they put the bid in, I was kind of thinking like, eh, okay. You know, they're probably just poking the bear with uh, Mayor Lightfoot. But now with this partnership with Rivers Casino and A-Dub just told you guys the biggest part of this whole thing. Churchill Downs holds a 61% ownership stake in Rivers Casino. Churchill Downs is also the same entity that owns what? Arlington Racetrack. Arlington Park. Yep. Uh, so I'm just wanting people to start to connect the dots here. <laughs> mm. and, and guess what, Perez? The mayor is going to get a little bit more agitated with this year, but I totally understand. Mm-hmm. This is a great partnership. So even if the Bears don't make a move and don't do anything with the Arlington racetrack piece, this is still a great partnership to have because now this opens it up for probably some sort of betting kiosk to be inside Soldier Field. There's going to be Rivers Casino, probably signage across Soldier Field. This is some of the stuff that we're going to start to see, especially now we're talking about some of this legalized 
gambling that's going to be allowed. Yeah, friends. And what that's going to do as well is probably going to get more casual fans involved. You just never know what this can do from a business venture standpoint, man. It can continue to grow the brand. Also, too, another thing to think about. Shit, they could build a damn casino on that land in Arlington at Racetrack. You don't know. You never know what they are going to do with this property that they put the bid on. Because now if they have this partnership, what if they decide to just build a casino there? We, we don't you know. never know. They, they got options. Know. The odds of the Bears getting that area actually have increased, though. <laughs> so, but you just never know what might happen. Yeah. Or here's an even bigger idea, A-Dub. Shit, they could do the stadium and they could do some sort of a casino. I don't know. It's a lot of shit they could do. This Woo. opens up, there opens up so many possibilities. And I bet Rivers Casino would get naming rights on this on, on that new stadium if they were to build that out of Arlington Heights. Oh, that would be deep. I mean, we talk about money making press. Oh man, that could be big dividends for them. But you never know, man. That's an option. It really is. So I'm telling you, and, and this is the thing too. They put any kind of casino or any kind of kiosk in that damn soldier field shit. I ain't never going on. <laughs> <laughs> be a lot of us sitting there right next to you, man. Like, hey, what you win? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the Bears, the, the officials for the Bears, A-Dub, they wouldn't say whether negotiations over this sponsorship began before or after their decisions were made when they made interest in that Arlington racetrack uh, property site there. So little gamesmanship by the Bears. Yeah, it looks like it's a multi-year deal, right? They didn't yep. say for how many years, right? Yeah, multi-year. Yep. Looking forward to see how this is going to go. Yeah, and so the one thing when we look at the situation, audience, the Bears are one step closer to a potential move from Soldier Field. And I'm telling you, last week, I was kind of on the side of the mayor, not with that statement that she made, but I was kind of thinking on her part, oh, yeah, this is a negotiating ploy. They're just trying to, you know, they're just trying to get under her skin a little bit. When I see this now, I'm like, eh, it might be a little bit more to this situation. So I don't know, man. Look, man, I don't know either, Press, but it's, it's a very interesting situation here. So that, hey, there's a possibility that the Bears could be on the go. But the thing is, all this stuff takes time, right? One bit of news, though, Arlington Heights did approve a potential football stadium to be built at Arlington Park. So that's another thing to keep that top of mind, that that was approved. That's a big Mm. part of the puzzle right there. I'm telling you right now, Perez, the odds are starting to increase. It is. And like we mentioned last week, Soldier Field remains the smallest stadium in the NFL. The capacity is 61,000 fans, A-Dub. Now, at that type of size of, of crowd, you never will be able to get a Super Bowl. Obviously, we don't have a dome on that stadium, so you're never going to get those major events in the winter times. There's so many limitations that are involved in this. Not to mention, like we brought up last week, is the city owns Soldier Field. The Bears have little to no control over that stadium. So to be honest with you, if that were you and me, if you were the McCaskey family, you would want to seek options where you have a little bit more say. Yeah, absolutely. I can do a lot with it and also make more money, right? Not so they get where they at, man. Mm-hmm. They also asked Roger Goodell his thoughts on the situation, and he had like a pretty interesting answer. He said, hey, I don't know the answer to that question other than know that it's really early stage to develop potentially an alternative solution. So he kind of gave you like that political answer. But you know right. Roger Goodell knows what the hell's going on. He's probably been on the phone with the McCaskey family and Arlington <laughs> so much. He, he's involved. He knows what the hell's going on. Absolutely. Right. Maybe he got his advice on what things to look like potentially for financial reasons, you know, because Roger Goodell's seen this thing happen before. So you never know what's been talked about, what's been communicated between those individuals. And I totally get it. They have been talking with him. I mean, it's very important. And he should be involved some way in some fashion. Well, another last point I have on this as well is, The lease that runs through 2033, that lease could be bought out. Now, I'm wondering if this partnership through Rivers, maybe the individuals on the Riverside may pony up some cash and give the Bears that money to buy out. There's so many levels and layers to this situation that, man, I'm just going to be sitting back, man, with some popcorn, just kind of watching the show. Right, right. And the thing is, the mayor isn't worried for nothing, Brass. Anything can happen with this. Yeah, because it feels like more than noise at this point. I'm just starting to connect the dots here. I'm just seeing the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, I don't care. I, I'm okay with it either way. Now, a lot of people will say for nostalgic purposes and reasons, oh man, I'm gonna miss the Bears being, you know, in Chicago, being on the lakefront. 
you guys will change your tune if you see us have one of these state of the art stadiums that's gonna have all these different <laughs> new new aspects of it, like these other modern teams. You you will change your mind real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Perez, because they can fall in love with that new stadium, man. I'm telling you, you will see the difference between that new stadium versus Soldier Field. You look at it and say, wow, all these improvements, all we'll be able to do, you never thought that could happen. But yeah, they'll probably like the new stadium for sure if it happens. Yeah, so we'll stay tuned. And the more news that comes out of this situation, I think Mayor Lightfoot needs to put less press releases out there. And she might want to start picking up the phone and and talking to these guys and seeing what it is that they need or what they want. (laughs) Exactly. Pick up that phone, have that conversation. All right, man. Well, let's get into the the nuts and bolts of the episode here. So, audience, we got to have a couple things we're going to cover here. First thing, we want to just quickly give our rundown of some of the standouts that we saw over the off-season program. So Justin Fields, obviously, he's going to be on the top of that list. Justin Fields impressed not only his teammates during the, the rookie mini camps, but also during some of those voluntary mini camps and also during the mandatory mini camps. So Justin Fields is one of those guys, A-Dub, that got a lot of credit from the media. A lot of people saw improvements there. So that was not going to be a surprise for anyone. Your boy Darnell Mooney. They say he looks really good out there. Him and Justin Fields had a really good chemistry out there. I know that's yep. something that you were very happy about when you were talking about it in the last couple episodes. Yes, sir, man. It's always good to see these guys, you know, build that chemistry, Fred, you know, early on. Because these are things that, you know, smaller details is what carries over in the field up into the games, right? And you want to see that. And I mean, that camaraderie we're seeing right now, man, with these guys is very important. So, I'm telling you, man, I was loving what I was seeing between Darnell Mooney, what he's been putting out there, what he's been doing, man, because that kid, I'm very high on praise. I really am, man. Just seeing the work, man. It's all looking good, pretty much. Yes, sir. Another person in that wide receiver room, we talked about him earlier, Marquise Goodwin. He was another guy that they said he looked really electric out there, showed great speed. He connected on deep balls from uh, Dalton. And they say he was consistent throughout the offseason program. So that's another name, A-Dub, that we got to be very excited about, you know, as we're looking at some of the guys that performed and made a name for themselves. That speed, like you said, bro, is unbelievable. He's one of the fastest guys on the team. And to see that he's able to still show that man and having some success with it and Eddie Dalton making some good passes towards him, Man, that, that's awesome to see, Perez, you know, because I'm quite sure he's going to be a weapon for us. Shit, one of the other guys who's probably in competition with him of being the fastest guy on the team is Jameer Bird, the pickup right. from the uh, New England Patriots. And he's another guy that flashed throughout the offseason program. And this is why, A-Dub, I said that those guys on the back end of that receiver roster, your Ridleys and your Wims, these guys are going to have to step up because the Bears did a really good job of packing this position with talent. The opportunities for those guys has now become very slim. And I'm not sure, man, if they're going to be able to reach this challenge here because these guys like Goodwin and Bird, they come in ready, man. They prepare for this press. They are ready. A guy that we talked about earlier, and it was Cole Komet. And I talked about how I think that this is going to be a breakout season for him. So he showed flashes last season. One of the things about Cole Komet's game that I really loved was When he caught the ball, he was always looking to move up the field. It took more than one person to bring him down. And that's that type of mentality that I thought, man, I love having that on this offense. There was just like some little minor details of the game that he needed to clean up. A lot of it came in with the blocking and just certain things like that. And I think that those are some things that he's going to be able to refine this offseason. But he was another guy that consistently got a lot of credit over the offseason program, A-Dub. And rightfully so, man. This kid got one game under his belt press. Nice coming in, ready, prepared, and really show what he, you know, uh, what he learned last year and now taking into this season, you know. So I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from this guy, man. I really am. Yeah, this guy's going pretty good, man. And the fact that he again he got that opportunity to uh, that first year under his belt, things can go can get a whole lot better from here. Yeah, and this is also another thing, too, with more consistent quarterback play, which we're gonna get here in 2021. The sky's the limit. If the if the Bears use Jimmy Graham in situations where Jimmy Graham can exploit mismatches in the red zone. And if they can use Cole commit and go up the seams of the defense, that's going to be really, really key for this team. Because when you have those type of weapons, a tight end is going to be able to clear out some of that space for the wide receivers. Now that opens up the running lanes for David Montgomery. This offense, man, when I'm just thinking about all these different players that they have, A-Dub, it's really exciting to see. And also, it just really is going to magnify on Matt Nagy if he's going to put guys in position where they can do what they do best. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Right now, Chris, I think Nagy has a great problem. <laughs> you know, how do you use all these weapons? How do you get them all involved in the game? And I think for that, man, with Cole Commit that you and I talked about, this kid is one get better. And with that being one get better, like you say, Chris, he's understanding the game a lot better. He understands how to, you know, again, how to block and all those different things. We know he can catch it. And late last season, he was starting to turn things around, man, and turn up and, and show mm-hmm. that flashes. So mm-hmm. at this point, man, I see a whole lot of growth in this kid, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play, man. And um, Jimmy Graham, those two continue to work together. And like you said, putting Jimmy Graham in red zones, let this kid eat. And, I mean, Cole Commit, we already know he comes from tight end U, Notre Dame, baby. Woo! Let's get it. (laughs) And we all know Perez, a Notre Dame fan. That's right. That's right. I'm staring at my Notre Dame uh, rug outside that I got a – Aaron out, but yeah, so it, it, it was just fitting. I looked over and I saw that Notre Dame little the little fighting Irish guy throwing up the Dukes, and I'm like, yes, sir. We over here talking about Cole Komet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Rightfully so, Perez. He got the tools, man. He got the gifts. Yes, he does. Okay, man. Well, let's uh, segue over into our players to watch in training camp. Now, this list has to start with none other than. One, Justin Fields. A-Dub, talk to him. <laughs> Man, this kid has shown a lot of growth. He's our draft pick, our top draft pick. We always felt very comfortable with him. We love him. And we're just looking forward to just seeing him, man, just throw the football. I mean, the guy has a cannon. We already know that already. He gets the hype on him, man. He's our guy. We're just looking forward to watching him play. And in training camp, I want to see him continue to show improvement, continue to show that growth. So I'm looking forward. I'm excited about this. I'm going to tell you, he's going to be the most talked about uh, backup quarterback in the NFL, and uh, rightfully so, because at this point, we have no idea on how things are going to pan out. We don't know what's going to happen with Dalton. What if Dalton gets off to a slow start? Because as I mentioned on the prior episodes, I said, if Dalton gets off to a slow start, that pressure is going to only amplify on nagging that coaching staff to say, hey, what you going to do? You got this pup. He's waiting. He's ready. What's up? <laughs> exactly. When we go into him, you know what I mean, A-Dub? I'm, t- I'm totally with you, Press. And the other thing, Press, who to say that Andy Dog may not get hurt? I mean, I'm not looking for anyone to get hurt, right? But it can't happen. It's football. We know right. this, right? right? We got a tough schedule. So it's not like we want to get some weak teams. It can happen. But the thing is, I think this kid is someone who'll be ready to take that role if it was to happen. So we don't know how many games it'll be that Andy Dog start. We don't know, Press, like you said. He could, he could actually have a bad game, right? A few bad games to where, hey, now you got to make a tough decision. So we just never know what might happen. Just so many things, to, so many factors to consider. Right. And, and so the reason why, audience, we had Justin Fields down as a player to watch in training camp, outside of the obvious, right? We're all excited. He's our guy. He's that franchise quarterback that we've been looking for for a very long fucking time. But outside of that, it's going to be really important to see Justin Fields improve on those quarterback center exchanges that he kind of struggled with a little bit in those mini camps. We also want to see him work through his progressions to go into his different options on offense. We also want to see him reading the defense, doing a lot of those subtle things and making decisions very quick out there. Cause those are some of the things that we're really going to be watching to just make sure that he's making those adjustments. Because as I've mentioned in the past, a dub Andy Dalton's been in the league for over 12 seasons. He understands NFL defenses. He's been in right. multiple NFL offenses. So there's a lot of things that Andy Dalton has had thrown at him. A lot of that hasn't happened to Justin Fields yet. So this offseason training camp and also these preseason games are going to give him a little taste of what the NFL is all about. Yeah, you spot on, Prez. And the thing is that I like what you were sharing, Prez, is around the fact of him learning and growing. And that's part of the whole Nagy plan, right? All the things you mentioned that he had the opportunities with, right? How Nagy's worked with him to improve in those areas. So for me, Perez, I am looking forward to the training camp, but I'm also looking forward to hearing about how he's improving in those areas. And I think that's a big key for all of us going forward. That's right. And in that first preseason game against the Dolphins, man, we're going to see what's good, eh, Dub? We're going to see what's good. <laughs> I'm all for it, man. Looking, to, looking forward to that, brother. Yes, sir, man. Bring your wallet because you're going to buy me some beers. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it's on me, brother. I appreciate you. All right, man. The next guy I wanted to talk to you about was Kendall Vildor. He was a guy that we heard a lot about during those mandatory mini camps. And I'm just going to say this to you, A-Dub. Going into this offseason, I was really pissed off with the Kyle Fuller release. You know that. Our listeners know that. Yes. Then when we signed True Font, I was still kind of looking at everything like, I don't know how I feel about this. This ain't the same True Font that we signed with the Falcons back in the day. He's right. been very you know, injury prone, whatever. 
the more that we're hearing about the way that Kendall Vildor is, is showing that confidence and practice, he's showing a little bit of a different side of himself. And, the, and Nagy and the coaching staff said they're seeing the kid that they saw pre-draft. And they right. said that was the, the guy that that's the reason why they drafted him because they say he was flying to the football, was confident, and the kid never stopped talking. That was who they saw during those mini camps. So, A-Dub, what you think this quarterback position is going to look like as we look at training camp and also preseason? I mean, I like what I'm saying from Kendall, man. He's actually showing some growth. We saw what he did. You know, we got a chance to play last season, and we saw how, you know, it was rough for him, right? He, he yep. got some growing pains, right? And yep. he took that on the chin, like we talked about before, Perez. He came back this season, this offseason, looking to work, man, and put the time in. And you can see some of that, man, is starting to show. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he continues to progress. Because you know what? We can use that depth. If Trufant shows any signs of slowing down, we have Kendall Vildor ready to play. I'm all for that, Press. And the fact that he's showing this type of growth right now, man, is awesome. Because now this shows this guy's got is getting more comfortable playing with these guys in the NFL. So that's what you want to see for young guys, that kind of a growth and that kind of confidence. So with that being said, Press, I'm hoping that, hey, he could probably win that battle. I'm really him. I really do hope he can become one of the quarterbacks, you know, to where we probably can possibly start. I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad he's making this whole thing very competitive to say, look, I want an opportunity. I want a job. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. And that was one of the things that I talked about, which is why I like this roster that Ryan Pace has put together is because competition is pretty much in every position. So you don't yep. have like the incumbent guy that can sit here and just comfortably just say, unless you're Khalil Mack or one of those guys. But right. a lot of these position groups, guys can't just sit here and just think, okay, I got this spot. This is my spot. Because like, no, somebody can come take that shit. And that's why I'm looking at a guy like Vildor, and I'm talking to you, Trufant. You better pay attention over there because it was a blessing in disguise, even though it sucked at the time that Jalen Johnson got hurt. Because those games and that experience that Vildor got, even though he took his lumps, that right. was valuable in-game experience that he got. This was a rookie that didn't have preseason games, that basically took his lumps in real NFL games that counted. <laughs> right, right. And I like what you said there, Press. No preseason games for these guys, man. These guys pretty much almost had to learn the job, right? Mm-hmm. Coming out there and just having to learn. So I like the fact that he took that, man, and came back even better. So all kind of go hand-in-hand, Press. I'm excited for Kendall, man. He wasn't one of the guys who I thought of highly coming into this year because I didn't know, right? He put the work in, man. So I'm happy for him. So we'll see what happens there. Another guy we talked about earlier, and we brought his name up a lot <laughs> this offseason, Marquise Goodwin. He's also another player that we, that we have to watch because – that's another speed and deep threat that you have in this offense to go with Mooney, to go with Demir Bird. I mean, wow. Like, that seems like just an embarrassment of riches, A-Dub. And this wide receiver group, I'm really excited by. And they only, if you think about it, with A-Rob and Mooney being the top of the food chain, you only got four receiver spots that basically are available. And you got all these guys that are going to be vying for those four spots. Yeah, I'm with you, Press. And the thing is, man, I'm not worried about Anthony Miller because of the other weapons we have on the team. So if Anthony Miller's a no-show, we got others. I really hope that Anthony Miller answers the charge, man. I really, you know, he's like that, that relative that you have. You just like, you believe in him. You're like, you know what? Calvin, <laughs> Calvin's got a job. Calvin's going to make it happen. <laughs> Anthony I'm Miller's you, my man. Calvin, man. He's my Calvin, man. I'm my... <laughs> you remember the old commercials of Calvin walking down the street with his McDonald's hat on? I'm like, man, Anthony right. Miller, I see so much potential in you, brother. <laughs> right, man. I'm with you, friends. We do see a lot of the man and, uh, man, that's a good, I mean, analogy there, man. I hope he does as the bill, but man, if he doesn't, I won't lose any sleep, brother. I'm just gonna say it like that, <laughs> I will not lose any sleep, man, because I see what we have on this team, on this roster, and we kind of like, in a way, for me, I feel like we're loaded at this position at now. Well, yeah, because you're looking at Goodwin, you're looking at Bird, you're probably looking at Daz when he comes back from the collarbone. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of options there. A lot of options there. Absolutely. Ho- hopefully, Miller gets in where he fits in, though, bro. Right. <laughs> but I'm with you, Press. I mean, this is like, this is um, what? Final year's contract, right? You got to play for your next job. So, I mean, hey, you got to bring it, though, for sure, if you want to think about his career going forward, right? It doesn't have, doesn't have to be in Chicago, but it could be elsewhere. But you want to think about that. Hey, bring your A game. Bring your A game, man. Talk is cheap, you know? And and that's the one thing, too, that you brought up that, that point earlier with some of the comments that Anthony Miller made on Twitter over the course of the offseason I still have to go back to this and say, we want you to succeed, bro. We're all diehard Bears fans here. 
But at the end of the day, man, results matter. This is a results-oriented business. So if you're not getting the job done, you can't expect for people to be cheering you and patting you on the ass. Man, right. you've been in the league now. This is season number four. Right. Come on now. This is it. This is it, man. And like I said, like you and I said, Perez, he's auditioning for his next team, but not with the Bears. So, hey, everyone's watching, man. And you got to show up. So, otherwise, the opportunities get very slim for you going forward. They really do. They really do. There's one more guy on the offense that I wanted to target uh, as a player to watch here, A-Dub, and that's Big Tevin Jenkins. So, obviously, you and I were very excited about him getting drafted. When he got, when they traded up to get him in the second round, I'm like, damn you, Ryan Pace. I don't even want to like you, but you're making me like you because you're making these great-ass picks in this draft. So, Ryan Pace <laughs> redeemed himself. Tevin Jenkins was a great get. Even though we thought that Tevin Jenkins was going to be our right tackle, when the Bears cut Charles Leno right. and they moved Tevin Jenkins over to the left tackle, you and I both were kind of like raising our eyebrow a little bit. Maybe me more than you. I think you were more of like, hey, get Charles Leno out of here. Let's see what this kid can do. <laughs> Whereas maybe I was more of like, man, I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> rookie left tackle. But I would just say this. I think what's going to happen is with this type of a move, you're going to have that offensive line. They're going to have to help him, right? So it's going to be probably all hands on deck to get Tevin Jenkins up to speed. But I wanted to get your thoughts on Tevin because left tackle, Andy Dalton or Justin Fields blindside, we got to make sure that we're protecting the quarterback. So what are your thoughts there with Big Tev going into training camp? Man, I think Big Tev, man, is one of those guys who's a learner, Press. He's a worker. He loves to work, man. He wants to put the work in. He wants to put the time, man. And this kid is motivated, man. I like that. He's willing to take on many different challenges. I'm really enjoying this kid, man. I really like his style. I like his demeanor. And this kid, like we talked about about him before, Perez, in the past, about being nasty. He is one of those guys, man. You can't question this guy's heart, right? This guy got a heart of a lion, man. And um, he is ready for this challenge. So I am looking forward to seeing him, man, in, in camp. Perez, I want to see him, you know, show those signs of improvement. I know it's Eric's going to continue to work on, like when it comes down to uh, in the passing game. So I think he'll get better in that area. But, man. I'm telling you, if Montgomery run that football, I have no problem with how this guy going to stuff one of these guys who try to tackle him. So, uh, man, I'm just looking forward to seeing him play, man. And really, I really am, Perez. And I'm looking forward to him showing some growth. Well, you know the one thing that he's going to bring that, that Charles Leno did not bring, and that was going to be that toughness and, and that person is going to basically play through the whistle, right? Yeah. And with Charles Leno, you know, solid. He, you know, as a former seventh-round draft pick, he exceeded expectations, right? Fine. but. You know, we want a right. guy that's going to excel in a position to be dominant. And I think Tevin Jenkins has the potential. Once right. the, the NFL game kind of slows down for him a little bit, I think he has the potential to be dominant. His development is going to be key for really how quickly this offense takes off. Because if that offensive line comes out week one and they're pushing those fucking Rams defense off the ball, they're neutralizing Aaron Donald, that's, what, that's going to really tell us all we need to know about this offensive line and this offense in 2021. That is a big spot he's in, Fred. It's a big critical position. If that line is playing good, man, woo, I really feel good for guys running that football, man, especially your boy Montgomery. I mean, he'll yes, enjoy sir. this. And the thing is, more time for our guys. Our wide receivers, they run their routes, man. There's more time for them, right? We get some good blocking going on. So I can see a lot of highlights, man, happening of great blocking. So I'm looking forward to Tevin. I hope he continues to show that growth. Press, like you mentioned, he has the potential. Once we see it, are we going to love it? Yeah, but if we could get the quarterback time to throw the ball with these receivers, with these tight ends, oh, man. And, and the way that Nagy can scheme guys open, this is a recipe for this offense to be much improved. And we're going to see Nagy's offense now because there's going to be no more excuses about, hey, this quarterback can't run my offense. Nagy, we want right. to see your plays. We want to see your offense as you, as you see it, right, in your own image. What does this office of yours look like? So now it's like no more excuses. We need to see what it is that you have behind curtain number three. Right. I'm with you, Prez. I want to highlight something you just shared there. No excuses. You have none. There's very slim when you making excuses now going forward um, you, if you're a coach of this team here. So, Nagy, you have to pretty much step your game up. You want the play calling back? As we talked about before, Prez, on this show, he got the play calling back. Look. Now it's time to execute. So, and you got a good team now to do it with. So you don't have much excuses going forward. So I'm happy to see that he has a good team. And now it's for him to pretty much show what he's able to do as a coach. Well, listen, everybody 
has been thrown under the bus already. He threw Mitch under the bus, right? He he threw <laughs> the damn offensive coordinator in the past, even though he didn't call plays. He threw him under the bus. Like it's like, right. okay, you run out of people to throw under the bus. Now the last man standing is you, Matthew. What are you gonna do? That's it. Got to show up. Got to show up, coach. Want to see it? Want to see that game plan? Want to see get your team prepared for these games? Let's go, Visor. We believe in you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Last guy, player to watch for training camp, A-Dub, Robert Quinn. Talk to him. Look, last year, we know you've been hurt. I said this on the show before. We're looking at you, man, because now you're a big vital part of what we're trying to accomplish here. We can't just expect everything from our guy, Khalil Mack. We need you to come off that edge, man, and come off strong. And want to see you get some pressure out there on the quarterback, you know? We want to see you make some changes here moving forward. And I think most important is about your health that we're looking at, too. So I want to see you, man, show us some signs, show us something. Our eyes are on you because guess what? You're making a whole hell of a lot of money. We need you to execute. He really is. And one of the things that you and I talked about at length during this offseason is this defense returning back to 2018 form. And I know listeners are probably going to get tired of hearing me talk about it, but guess what? That defense was so excited. Sacks, turnovers. I mean, right. Khalil Mack just being unleashed over the field, right? And so I want that defense to look like that again. And Robert Quinn is one of the keys to that defense, but he's got to be able to stay healthy. He's right. got to be able to take advantage of those one-on-one matchups because we know that Khalil Mack's going to be double-teamed until Robert Quinn steps up and shows that he can make those teams pay for not respecting him. Because right now, teams right. are getting away with being able to stop him one-on-one. I agree, Press. And to me, that's not enough for me, man. You, you got to be there to win your battles, right? Especially Robert Quinn. You got to win those, man. You got luck you did in Dallas. You got to look how you looked in Dallas. We're looking forward to seeing that flashes, those flashes there. So if you can't do those things, man, it makes it tougher for our defense. So it's like, man, you got to step, step your game up and own your side, you know, make a difference because uh, we're going to need it. You know, we can't rely on just, you know, um, Hicks and, and, and some of these other guys to make plays. We're going to need you to make some big ones too. Yeah, and then one thing, too, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Robert Quinn sat out some of the practices during the uh, mandatory uh, minicamps. So now, I've already just brought up a second ago, he wasn't healthy last season. Right. Health is going to be a big thing to monitor with him over training camp. Is he practicing? Are they going to be making all these excuses of why we don't see him out there? Is he going to play in the games? There's a lot of different things, and that's why he has to be one of the guys that we focus on as far as on our watch list and training camp. Absolutely, Perez. I'm looking forward to watching him to see, man, analyzing some of the things he's doing because I am a little worried in a way, Perez. I just hope he's able to figure it out with the side. Now, which I think he will, but still, he's on my radar for sure, man, to make sure and for us to see some progress here. Now, the one thing that I will point out on is I don't totally pick on Robert Quinn because I thought while his season wasn't up to par with the salary that he was signed for, I thought that Robert Quinn, he was solid. He just didn't get home on the quarterback, which is his job. And he right. also struggled against the run a bit. And you saw a lot of times where they had to bring in the guys off the bench, like Mingo, to come in and yep. play the run. And Mingo played the run exceptionally well. So right. those are some things with Robert Quinn and we just have to get cleaned up. We have to make sure, hey, are you going to be able to handle being in on these passing downs? If the team runs and they run directly at you, are you going to be able to hold up strong? Because there were times on film where they were running directly at him and he was nowhere near even tackling the damn guy. So yeah, man. there's a lot of stuff that we've seen on tape with him where teams are purposely running at him, and they were using a tight end to block him. Yeah, there should be no tight end able to block this guy. Shouldn't be, based upon what he did in Dallas. Because, I mean, he shows a lot of strength, right? A lot of power. And that's something we were lacking in seeing um, this season, this past season with him, Perez. So I'm hoping that he figured it out. I mean, most important, like you mentioned already, Perez, about the health part of it. So I'm hoping he's 100% healthy because therefore it gives him no excuses at all, right? But I also looked at the fact that, you know, like you said, a lot of his snaps are taken away from him in the run game because of, you know, his inability to make good tackles, right, and to get off those blocks. It's been a tough rodeo for him, but we're going to need him, man, to make those changes too. So it's up to him now, and um, we're looking forward to seeing what he's able to bring. I can only imagine A-Dub if Robert Quinn could be anything close to the Dallas Cowboys version of himself with Khalil Mack, with Hakeem Hicks, with Bilal Nichols on that line, Eddie Goldman. Oh, my God. Dude, just imagine the type of havoc that that defense will be able to wreck on opposing offenses and quarterbacks. It will be nasty. Right. Absolutely, man. And the thing is, Press, it leaves him the opportunity to go one-on-one, Press, because of how 
great the defense is, right, with other guys. Like you said, with me, with all these other guys we have on the team, man, you got your chance to go one-on-one now. So all you have to do really is beat your man and make a difference. So for him, the workload, in my my opinion, is a lot less than it was when you were in Dallas. Yeah, and the the, the point that I was going to make, too, about a good pass rush is it helps out the secondary. It helps out those corners. So obviously we talked about with Jalen Johnson and, and whether it's Vildor or Trufant, it helps those guys out on the corners because if they have to cover less time, the better because the more time that these receivers have to work to get open, that's bad for the defenders. So my thing right. is a strong pass rush will definitely shore up any perceived weaknesses that we feel that we have at that cornerback spot with Kyle Fuller uh, leaving for Denver. We talk about getting those turnovers, right? I think it all starts first with getting some good, you know, um, some good pressure on the quarterback. And I think, hey, we can force the quarterback into making some mistakes to where we see guys like a lot of these guys start to get some turnovers and move us in some good field position. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing, Perez, if it happened that way. Absolutely. But, man, we'll definitely see what happens there. Audience, we wanted to just do that quick rundown episode here just as we're gearing up. We're six weeks away from training camp, but those are some guys that we wanted you guys to be thinking of. Justin Fields, Kendall Vildor, Marcus Goodwin, Tevin Jenkins, and Robert Quinn. They're the DBE watch list for training camp. Get our eyes on these guys. Yes, sir. Well, before we get out of here, audience, we told you guys that we were going to be launching a new podcast to the network. So now we have a podcast that's going to be called Chicago State of Mind. We recorded our first episode of it last night. You guys will love it. Even if you're not a diehard Bulls fan or a White Sox fan or a Cubs fan, check us out. We're going to put our intro episode in here in the Bear Essentials feed, and then it's going to have his own standalone feed going forward that you'll be able to follow and subscribe to the podcast there. But we want to just give you guys a feel for that introductory episode when we upload it. A-Dub, how'd you feel about the new show yesterday? Man, I felt pretty good, Press. It was good to, you know, vibe with you guys, man. You in D.C., man. It was awesome, man. So um, I hope everyone will tune in, enjoy it, because I had a great time with you guys talking about other teams, man, other sports teams there in Chicago, the Bulls, Cubs, White Sox, you know, the Chicago Scott. It's just always good to touch on all these different teams in Chicago. So I had a great time with it. And you brought up a key point there at the end, the Chicago Scott. We wanted to show some love to the WNBA. A lot of people talk about it. It's all like, oh, support them. Well, guess what? We're going to do a podcast. We're going to make sure that we elevate those women that are out there putting it on the line every game themselves and not being paid properly. So we're going to talk a lot about that on that show. So definitely Rock with us on that Chicago State of Mind. We appreciate all you guys' continued support of this Bear Essentials podcast. We're going to have some exciting news about DBE that's going to come down the pipelines next month. We got a lot of exciting things that's going on here on our end, and we've been very excited about that. But we couldn't do any of this without the support of you guys. So thank you so much for continuing to listen to our shows and share them with people in your networks. And definitely making sure that you let everybody know that this is where you come to to get your Bears content. And we're going to keep coming and we're going to keep hitting you guys with these hot takes and keeping it at 100 on this team. I just want to say personally thank you on behalf of Prez and myself. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to us. Yes, sir. Man, with, without further ado, A-Dub is a dope-ass episode as usual, and we are out. Going to sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Very Centers Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our podcast. Bears Nation, come down with us.